Welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. Welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. My name is Mike Mackerlane, President, Co-Founder of Gym Supplement Science. With me again, my man, the master Milos Sarchev and Stefan Rivera-Clack. Got it. Correct. So, hey guys, thank you so much. I'm going to actually kind of give this mic over to Milos a little bit because you guys will hear me. But um, Yeah. So, first, uh, I came here not knowing who I'm going to train today, who I'm going to train to kill. So, Stefan uh, arrived. He is a natural athlete all his life. 2016, he decided to you know, try for a pro card, and he won in the first try. So, you can imagine, I'm IBB pro. Thousands of people that I know are trying for that pro card, and he did it like this. So it's a natural athlete, genetic freak, trainer, but he came here not knowing what he's going to be exposed to. So I expose him today to the true maximized gym science Milos torture training. Okay, we talk about it. Everything in life we do, we can do it at the minimal, optimal, and maximal level. There are always levels to the game. I didn't know his strength. I didn't know his endurance, physical capabilities, okay? And I did many things that he admittedly said, you did this first time, first time in your life. Yeah. First time in your life. So, okay, I'm going to you know, let it actually for you to explain. I expose him to my type of training, which was, I told him, first step, uh, first step uh, in the gym floor. Now you're in a ring with Mike Tyson, and Bell just uh, got off. So you're going to have to survive. I expose him to maximum stimulation of maximum amount of muscle fibers of his back. And you're going to see that video, I hope, soon. So uh, you are experienced athlete, coach yourself, trainer. What did you experience today? Could I <coughs> conclude that I managed to maximally stimulate all the muscle fibers of your back? Yeah, definitely. I was stimulated. <laughs> My mind was, I didn't know what to think after the first set. Um, I think that the giant sets, they were truly giant. I didn't know what was going to be next. So I just listened to your lead and kind of just let my mind go in a different place. Um, it was definitely nice to be coached. Uh, I haven't been coached since probably like high school, college sports. So that aspect was I appreciated that, and you definitely pushed me to my limits. So I was definitely fully <laughs> maximized there. So, okay, you see, push to the limits. And this is what I want people to realize. They limit themselves with some mediocre high limit. Raise the bar. I mean, this is the first time I've seen you, and I exposed you to the hell. Same thing what I did with Mike last time I came here. You know, he was training again, and, oh, you're ready to train? It's not like I'm trying to be different and better. No, no, no. I've been living this lifestyle forever. I trained with Ronnie and Kevin and Chris and Flex, and, you know, so I've been there and done that. I think that especially nowadays there is tendency of people to, you don't need to train so hard. You don't need to, it's overtraining, and you don't need to, it's less is more. And no, more is more. So when I uh, brought you here, what did we do? Very heavy pulls, very heavy deadlifts, very heavy rows, okay? But then we did also changing the tempo on eccentric, concentric, stretch overload, 
and peak contraction, four points of the moves. So, <clears throat> like I said, I designed this uh, program this morning after I've seen, uh, I think that your physique is phenomenal. You have that uh, shape that is just like, oh my God. I would want to improve the back, and that's why also I, I chose back. But my first glance, I seen, yeah, crazy chest, crazy arms, you know, very good legs. Uh, back. So I wanted you to experience this, and, and I'm glad if you concluded, oh, okay, this is a new stimulation. So now I'm going to ask you, I have to wonder why you never did six plates T-bar rows, why you never did five plates deadlift, right? It's in you, right? I just got you from zero to 100 right away, but for whatever reason, you're kind of saving yourself, right? Maybe didn't want to push to the limit. So my message to you and to everybody that is listening, right? If we are honest, we want maximum results in everything that we do. You spend the time in anything, right? Expecting some result, you want a positive, yeah. But do you want a maximal or just so-so? So when you are IBB pro, even though you probably never thought of competing, I hope that this speech is going to make you realize maybe I should compete because you have what it takes. He does. Uh, he's, 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 he's on me. <laughs> he's been talking about it for the last time. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, he's been here. He goes, You need to compete. You need to compete. You need to compete. <laughs> yeah. I'm mic'd up here, so we, we should, as long as you guys can hear me. But yeah, yeah. Milos has been like, You need to compete. I know. He's really pushing me, and he's not the only one. I've heard that from a lot of people. Think you will? Um, I've told my audience and like my friends that I will be much more willing to do it if I felt like I was more involved with other people doing it. So um, for me and like my family and my closest friends, no one does that. So I was always the outlier and it did, that wasn't a problem because at that time when I was competing, that was my goal to achieve that. So I, I just locked in and I didn't need anyone else to really support me in that because I was doing it for me. Right. But now I felt like I accomplished my main goal in 2016 of just like, I wanted to prove that I could become IFB pro naturally. Um, and thankfully I was able to achieve it pretty quickly in the first summer I did. Um, I think it was at the three national shows and the third one that I was able to achieve that. Um, so once I achieved that, um, I didn't really have any other goal for myself. Like I wasn't trying to say like, oh, I want to be Mr. Olympia or or any other type of goals within bodybuilding. And I also felt the limitation of being a natural athlete. I didn't know how far I could compete. And that always was kind of the thing that kind of held me back from competing. I was like, well, I want to stay natural and I know I want to stay natural. And I don't want to feel like one of the people at the bottom of IFBB competing again and knowing that I'm going up against people that I would feel like it's not the same playing field. Um, so I always let that discourage me um, to really getting into it and starting to get get back into competing. What led you into fitness in the first place? Uh, my background was all through sports. So um, through high school, I played basketball and football. And then going into college, um, I had a couple of basketball offers at Division One schools. Northern Kentucky was my only Division One school, then smaller D2 schools. Um, and then my sophomore year, going into my sophomore year, uh, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to fulfill that that goal at that level. Um, so I, I didn't receive any uh, scholarships or any more offers from Division One level. So I was like, let me just focus on my body. And actually, the switch from basketball to football, because I wanted to play football at Ohio State, is what led me to start lifting more. 
and focusing on really lifting and not so much like cardiovascular and, and sports as far as like basketball skill training. Um, that's when I started to get bigger. And then at Ohio State, the community there is so focused on bodybuilding. Like all, a lot of my peers in the gym were doing bodybuilding and they saw my physique and they're like, man, you should just hop on stage, like just do it with us. And that's kind of what led me to competing. Um, and I did really well, so I just rode with it from there. And uh, once I realized I wasn't going to the NBA or NFL, I was like, well, this will be something that can, can kind of help me stay focused on fitness and my goals and make me sh make sure I stay healthy and everything. Um, and then I started training people and it just like kind of just led to me becoming a, a trainer and running my own business now. Which, which is great by all, by all means. And I support that. But uh, when I'm listening, I'm not uh, just listening. I'm hearing certain things and I have to now ask you, why did you limit yourself to, okay, my goal is only to turn pro. Okay. Why don't you, after you accomplish that goal, you set the next higher goal, right? Right. And we talk about it. You can be uh, majorly marketed if you qualify for Olympia, Mr. Olympia Classic Physique, drug-free. I mean, there will be so much marketing uh, material there, right? You know, you have to think about it. And it's uh, very possible, as you know. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're always right. right. I'm 100% convinced, listen, Anybody that sees the video of me training you and the way you look, they're going to suspect maybe this guy cannot be natural. He just did the six plates, bend over rows like nothing. He did the five plates, you know, yeah, right? So this is in your genes. It's just like a mindset. Kind of, if I'm hearing, you did it for your community, not for yourself. Everything you do in life, you do it for yourself. Right. It doesn't matter what other people think, right? You know, just do it for yourself. Find in your heart what you want to do it and then perfect it, you know, master it. So you have this close, you're 29 years old, so you have plenty of years in front of you. You already have an IBB Pro card. With this kind of training, if you really put a one year of training like this and then clean your nutrition and everything else, you don't need to take any pharmacological, sorry, <laughs> pharmaceuticals. Uh, you don't need uh, to enhance this. You can do it naturally. Uh, I would, you know, absolutely support it. I believe you can be uh, on Mr. Olympia stage, classic physique. So it's just, are you gonna, you know, get that mindset? I'll do it, right? Because you can train like a maniac already. Now, uh, you know, can you time your nutrients and make sure that uh, you have everything needed at the time you needed, and uh, to grow. So on that subject, <clears throat> when we started training, you had your inter-workout uh, supplementation, and it's based just on BCAAs, right? Uh, and I asked you, okay, why you didn't wanna maybe consider putting more things in it? Because now when we start training, all this blood flow is gonna come to the back muscle, and all the muscle contractions of every muscle fiber of the back from the top to the bottom, from uh, traps, rhomboids, lats, everything is gonna be stimulated. Whatever is gonna be in the blood is gonna be nailed in exact muscle. Every muscle contraction is gonna open up cell of that muscle fiber that you're contracting and insert. So uh, I want people to understand, because you're a perfect example. You are athlete and you're a trainer, but you thought that maybe just brand chains would be enough because you had your meals before. So explain why you didn't consider 
what other advantageous thing you can have during a training. Maybe. And you're not alone, just so yeah. you know. I mean, when yeah. it comes down the, to it, like you and I talked about earlier. The majority. You know, yeah, the, 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 the whole progression towards this brand was built in the fact of me not knowing about certain things. And, you know, because you and I both shared our stories in terms of similar backgrounds. Right. You're an educated guy, exercise science. And, you know, uh, w w what exactly did you major in? It was exercise science. Exercise science, yep. yeah. So similar backgrounds, we talked about it. And what's interesting is, like, you know, I spent my whole life training as an athlete, always trying to find some type of competitive edge, whether it was, you know, for a sport or just, you know, for me personally. Um, and that's where my frustration kind of sat in with being in this industry and relatively not knowing much about the sports nutrition slash supplement world. Right. Knowing a lot about the biomechanics, the training, the application when it comes to physical fitness and putting together workout programs and, you know, essentially prescribing them and writing programs for clientele and all that. Very similar. And, um, you know, I always find it interesting because I have my own story of like how I kind of stumbled upon understanding why it was so critical about having certain things to help your performance, especially if you're putting work into the, in the gym. And, and, you know, I use this example that I told you because you told me, you're like, Mike, why the fuck would you have a, why the fuck would you have a, a, a trip to Australia and not send the fucking plane with passengers aboard? It makes no fucking sense. Why would you send empty blood, you know, with uh, unpredigested nutrients into the blood? Why the fuck would you do this? So I, <laughs> was that a good example of interpretation of Milosha? <laughs> But, but it was those things that, that really helped me understand, really to help create this brand with Jim, is knowing that there's so much information out there I think that many consumers are missing. Um, and it's not just all about, like, you know, supplements and selling products. It's really about helping people because I think the vast majority of the, of the people who we have, and I know that you were with, you know, another brand prior, one thing that's different about this brand than anything else is that we are the consumers. And so myself and Milos and Jim and everybody here, we actually make products that we want for ourselves because we want the best. Yeah. And, and the people who've kind of prescribed to that philosophy, um, as I mentioned, you know, we wanted to correct every single category in the supplement industry with products that made sense. You know, there are certain ingredients from a scientific standpoint that we have in the products that are going to be beneficial. So, because to me, long ago, I was doing the same thing. I'd take, I'd have a BCA product and I'd just sip on that during the workout and I was fine. And it wasn't until literally Jim was just like, mm, need more, dude. And I didn't understand why, right? And I, th and I think, go ahead, Milo. So, so this is a perfect example, but uh, um, before that I asked him a question and then uh, he didn't really answer. Because your typical uh, example that I want to address now, why people think they don't need anything during a training. So... Yeah, so my understanding, even as I was taught in school, is that you don't really need to implement um, extra gly or glucose if you're doing something that's a shorter time period, like a, a lift. I was always taught from an aerobic standpoint, if you're going to be playing basketball, football, whatever, soccer, that's when you want to implement it in when you're talking about more than 60 minutes. Then you're, because at that point, you've decreased your glycogen um, and then you're at a point where you actually are going to need some extra um, sugar or, or glucose. Um, so that's why I've always was thought, well, I I'm, I'm should be good because I had my meals before. I had a good breakfast. Like, 
I'll be all right. Like, and I've always done that. I've never really felt the need to introduce that. But the way you guys explained it, I understand it. I'm like, okay, yeah. So it's one thing you can get away without it. But uh, the other thing is what is going to happen if you have it. So it's a huge difference. You mentioned glycogen. What is glycogen? Energy reserve. Carbohydrates stored in the muscle and liver as energy reserve. So reserve means if it's not available, okay, here it is. Here is a help. Mm -hmm. The body is going to... Why would you dip into your energy reserve when you can supply it during your training so you can maximize it? Leave that alone. Now, uh, when you say your meals would be sufficient, this kind of workout, as I told you, minimally would burn 100 grams or 150 grams of glucose. So if you don't have glucose available, it's going to go from a glycogen, and you can go from both. You are... Another example, you told me that you rely more on fats than carbs, right? So most of your diet is protein and fats. Peanut butter, avocado, nuts, you know. You know so muscle contraction is glucose dependent. Bodybuilders, we, uh, to be at the maximal level, pro IBB, Olympia level, right? Glycogen is major part. And if you can, you know, make this glycogen capacity bigger and bigger, by exercising, uh, emptying, and then supercompensating. This is uh, what it is. Now, what glucose does, if you take a glucose during a workout, mm. it increases glycemia, right? So now when you have a hyperglycemia, oh, yeah, pancreas is going to release insulin. Insulin is in the blood and takes everything that is in the blood and put in the first available cells and tissues, the only available cell and tissue during a training when, as Mike said, like up to 70% of blood is going to the muscle fiber that you're training, the only available cells are muscle cells. So you are literally directing everything that is in your blood that you put it there, okay, straight into the exact muscle that you're training that you want to supply with these nutrients. So if you don't have it, right, your body's going to survive, you're going to have a workout, but did you volumize it did you insert it you didn't you lost the opportunity just like mike said we send the empty airplane from here to australia right i think what you said about the the cash and bank made the most sense in okay. that situation yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. want to repeat that because that, yeah. that was a good one so yeah <laughs> for people to understand human body is uh, you know the in intellectual design right how we really the physiology is so amazing right so body can survive without the food, without water a certain amount of time, right? Food, you can fast for like what Jesus Christ did for 40 days, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not like you're going to die, you're gonna, but this is, we're talking about performance and uh, hypertrophy and achieving the maximum results. So as uh, uh, Stefan was telling me, I don't need really uh, extra carbs during a training because I had my meals before, right? So I told him, this is like... You go somewhere and you need a cash. You don't have a cash. Ooh, I'm going to have to pay with the credit cards or go to the bank account savings to get me that. So the cash in the training would be a glucose available. So this is your cash. You need to pay for something. It's right there. Your muscle needs something. It's right there. Glucose is there. But it's a double whammy. That glucose is not just for muscle contraction but trigger the hormonal pathway, the insulin release. Now, what I told you, insulin is the strongest storage hormone. 
is going to grab everything, not selectively, everything that is there. Creatine and glutamine, betalanine, citrulline, you name it, branched-chain aminos, essential aminos, and shove it in the first available place, muscle cell that you just trained. So it's like, you already know, you, I want to develop my back, okay? So you're going to go rather with brainwashing signs that's going to tell you, you don't need it because train, you're going to finish your workout, right? You're going to finish, you're going to feel good. Today, you break your personal best in uh, bend over rows, in uh, the deadlifts, you did the crazy pull-ups, and then you did the giant sets of every possible muscle stimulation from a tempo, grip, stance, uh, angles. We did everything, right? You survived, okay? This kind of workout is going to cause now your body to adapt to this because this shock is going to create some hypertrophy and prepare you for a next workout. So if next few workouts are at this, this level, your adaptation is going to demand like so much higher and all the nutrients are going to be shoved into your muscle and you can achieve crazy development. And I'm telling you this because you're looking great, you're genetically uh, gifted, and you look, by all means, very, very good. But do you want to look just good? Or you want to look great? Do you want to look Olympia ready? Before you were mentioning something about your surroundings, and um, I catch that, like everybody around you there, you know, not necessarily trained to be a bodybuilder and competitor. Arnold Schwarzenegger said the best when he said, the worst thing I can be is like everybody else. Who cares about everybody else, right? You, if you want to be Mr. Olympia competitor, drug-free or enhanced, you can. You have a disadvantage, but look, Ronnie Coleman qualified for Mr. Olympia several times before he ever touched anything. So he was already Olympia competitor as an open bodybuilder, genetically gifted. I see this in you. So to uh, go back to the whole uh, thing about you did not want to uh, use glucose for the training because you thought you don't need it. Now I want for everybody that's listening, you don't have uh, essential amino acids when you need it the most. You don't need it. Yeah, you can survive it, but you're losing opportunity to send those amino acids for protein synthesis to all the muscle fibers that you have. Creatine, glutamine, betalanine, and citrulline, all this, it's there right now. You're contracting the muscle. Your, your blood is saturated. You have a perfect opportunity to just dump it where you want it. But you're going to lose that opportunity? And then after the workout, maybe, uh, you know, first you're going to catabolize your body. You're going to have a protein degradation. You have a glycogen depletion. You are going to go down, right? And then your body is going to normalize. Okay, and then you're going to be about the same throughout uh, years, right? Maybe sometimes you're going to bump up your nutrition and you're going to gain a little bit. Or you can be clear with yourself, okay? Uh, and this is a perfect example because I don't want to convince you. I want to you know, try to trigger your thinking to see, oh, this makes sense maybe, or it doesn't make sense. Don't feel, I'm not going to feel offended if you contradict me and say, no, no, this doesn't make sense. So the sense that I'm trying for you to understand, every time you go to the gym, training is 
maximal stimulation, beautiful. Now, did you have a maximal nutrition to, uh, for your caloric requirement throughout the day? And then for this anabolic phase, which is training, to maximally increase the, all the nutrients that you want to dump into the muscle. It's there. It's, it's going to happen. One million percent guarantee, right? Nutrients are there. Insulin is released due to the dextrose that you just took, right? Muscle contractions are happening all over the place, every angle. That so the, all these nutrients have only one place to go, exactly where you want them to go. And you were losing that opportunity. So does that make sense? Oh, 100% makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the nutrients? Uh, okay, as long as you can handle So as far as the, the nutrients, because, you know, we mentioned that, you know, Stefan, you're taking aminos, BCAs, um, intro workout, which a lot of people do. You know, I think the vast majority of people, at the very least, if that's the type of supplementation that they're going to take. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah. to be honest, like, I never even took that as intro workout either. Like, right. that, was just in, that was just in my cup. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't even, as far as intro workout, I never even utilized the benefit, possible benefits as right. he's talking about ever before. I just, I see some people going in the gym, like, eating some candy or something. And I'm right. like, oh, intro workout. I'm like, man, I'm cool. Yeah. So, like, that's, I've never... Pre-workout, I, I don't really, I, I've, I've done a little bit, but hardly ever consistently right. take pre-workout. Um, but yeah, like as far as thinking that BCAs was going to be more beneficial, that's not, that wasn't even my thought process either. It was a right. matter of what we already talked about. I was like, I was so, I guess like, not convinced, but I was just, that's just my, that's how, what we were taught in school. Like, oh, like you don't, I remember my professor being like, you don't need to take yeah. Gatorade when you only working out for 30 minutes. And most of my sessions don't last more than an hour, probably about an hour right. long. So I was always like, yeah, as long as my overall nutrition is good throughout the day, I don't really feel like I need to, to do that. But after hearing you're, this explanation, it's like, you, okay. I you're, you're not wrong. And that's because that's how I was taught too. You know, that's that's how I was um, kind of, I don't want to say programmed, but, you know, educated in the sense that as long as you're getting certain things throughout the day, because a lot of people, I think, you know, when I talk to, you've seen today, there's a bunch of people kind of come in, come train and all that. I don't push our products. I don't push our programs. I don't push anything on anybody. It's just, you know, this, this particular place here is a, it's an establishment that's open for people, the community who I know to come on in. But what's interesting is like, eventually they'll start asking questions, right? What is that? You know, what should I be taking? What should I be taking? Every single one of them. Because I think that it's kind of a prerequisite for like how we look at our approach to our consumers is not pushing anything on somebody, but just making that connection where they start trying it and they start noticing that result. And for myself, I think for so long, I never took a pre-workout or I even thought the conditions of taking a pre-workout should be something that is, oh, it's going to like give me that, you know, that energy or rush. And that's not what it should be. And you and I talked about it being nutrients versus stimulants and how the nutrients are actually, because if you want to work out and Milos knows this, like if you want when you're working out and you want to take something, you're looking for increased energy, endurance, and strength, right? And help helping with recovery to kind of either get you prepared for the work that you're about to do, sustain your effort during the workout, and then help you recover after the workout. And I think if you look at the pre-workout, intra, and the post-workout science application to it, it does need specific nutrients. And so BCAAs are one of them. But what are some of the other things? Because you mentioned obviously carbs, but like what's what, what would be like, you know, not, not like the best cocktail, but just like something that somebody could take um, so that they can kind of check off the list. If they start taking these things, they're going to start noticing the differences. Because I'll be honest with you. So we have our pre-workout and we have our post-workout with our dextrose. 
And this was something that Milos and I talked about because we call it the gym system. You have your protein, you have your pre-workout nutrients, uh, you know, the BCAAs, the creatine, the beta alanine, the betaine, the citrulline, taken pre with the protein. And just from a standpoint of application of like timing, because it's very hard for some people to actually take intra workout because they're talking about mixing something during the workout. So you always look at it as like a pre-workout, post-workout. So we had our dextrose and our post-workout to take afterwards. Milos said, Mike, start taking the dextrose in the post-workout almost like during. Major difference. Major difference. But like what 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 is a good combination of some ingredients to look for, Milos? Yeah, but this is now um, opening the, the can of worms, which is good. I mean, this is real-life situation. You're very experienced. You're a trainer yourself. You're an athlete. You've been studying. But you said you've been told. Okay, you've been told. That's what science tells you. Your, your uh, professor told you you don't need a Gatorade if it's not going to be more than 30 minutes, right? You can count on your energy reserve from glycogen, right? Okay, good, professor. And what is going to happen if I do take that Gatorade? Is this going to be detrimental to my training? <laughs> or you know, I'm going to enhance my training. So what we're going to get with that dextrose that you bring into the table, you're going to trigger insulin release. Hyperglycemia is toxic right to the body uh, this is why uh, pancreas beta cells release insulin to regulate to you know bring down to normal so every time we touch the carbs right and i told you it, it can be your best friend or your worst enemy when you take it at the wrong time you know it can be stored in a body fat storage it's a worse enemy but during a training it's your best friend oh so now when insulin is there and you already think strongest anabolic hormone insulin is going to be there storing everything that is there do you want to just glucose or now you want to ask yourself what else can i bring that was his question should i have a bcaa's zero-sin-lucid-valine yes should i have a full spectrum of essential amino acids hell yes all the eas should be there hmm, for what protein synthesis tissue needs to be built in exact order if any of those essential amino acids are missing process stops until it's available well don't risk not have it available when you need it so you saturate your blood with that creatine okay most popular supplement throughout the last 30 years i forget you know even when it when it started yeah Creating phosphate, you know, is going to ATP, cellular energy, uh, you need it, hell yes, you're going to bring it. Betalanin, citrulline. This is something that probably you never use, right? Which, which ones? Betalanin, citrulline. Uh, uh, my first experience with betalanin was last week when I tried uh, <laughs> the products that were sent to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was tingling, I was like, well, I was thinking, uh, I don't know if I was telling like that or i was telling someone here like i never i never had uh bcaa's with beta alanine in it mm -hmm. so i didn't even expect that because i didn't i didn't read it i didn't read the label as far as what was included or if i didn't it just went over my head i didn't think about it so i was having um some bca just like chilling watching tv and i'll start feeling tingly and i was like am i tripping right now like what <laughs> what is and then i looked at it i was like oh it's the beta alanine and i never experienced that before so i was like oh then i actually um, the funny thing is, I was like, I wonder why this is in BCAs, because uh, I never the previous company I was with they didn't have beta alanine in, mm -hmm. in their BCAs, and the next day, Jim had actually posted a beta alanine post on why it was in 
just like in general about beta alanine. So I was like, oh, wow, okay, this actually makes sense. So then I was like, let me get some more of that. <laughs> you see, for me, it's mind-boggling that you're at the high level, okay, and you accomplished great results, but you were basically uh, cheated, kind of, because you didn't uh, implement all that stuff. So besides you being a drug-free, and, for example, me not being drug-free, and we competed the same, uh, I would always have a pharmacological advantage. But then I would have a nutritional advantage also because you're missing out on all that. So never miss out on anything that you can do to enhance your results, right? So before you were going to the gym, you didn't even do the inter-workout, nothing. You're not even BCAAs. I, I thought at least you had the BCAAs. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, my logical question would be, why not? Why didn't you research, okay, can this benefit me or it's a worthless? Your professor tells you you don't need Gatorade. You don't need the glucose, okay? Yeah, you got it. All right. Well, you and I talked about this, and I think that's where, um, from a brand standpoint, this is this is why my goal is to try and take up the slack of what's lacking in the marketplace from an educational standpoint. Right. You know, as I mentioned, as I walked around here, I showed you that our my generation, when I came in to work for Muscle and Fitness, it was kind of at the tail end of the magazines in terms of their peak. Know, the the access to that type of information was readily available in essentially one place, and that was large in part at Weeder Publications. People, when they wanted to know about these ingredients, when they wanted to know about certain things that could help them, uh, it was found to kind of at the footsteps of some of those publications. Not very much information other than, you know, you and I both being in school is where you're going to get that, or from a trainer, right? But even those trainers, even those people who, who had influence to clientele, at least had access to the information where it was available to them. Then at the magazines, as those kind of like fizzed out, bodybuilding.com, you know, I mentioned this, bodybuilding.com, you know, surfaced as kind of the, the juggernaut of information where people went to get workout programs to get supplementation, and there was information readily available there. Large in part from the magazines as well as bodybuilding.com, Jim was a big part of that source of information. Uh, you, of course, and others, um, you know, there were there were places in where people could access that type of information. And I think as bodybuilding.com has kind of, like, you know, fragmented away from the content juggernaut it, it has been and just the rise of social media, that information is split across all over the place from various opinions of people who, you know, mean and intend well, but they're, especially I see in this, this, ne this generation, that is roughly, you know, your generation and younger, is that they didn't grow up with that source of information like I did to where I, I had the magazines and I had bodybuilding.com. And so my goal with the brand is not just to sit there and actually have a whole bunch of products and things like that just to try and solicit to, you know, our consumers, but is to be a resource of information, education about what to take. Perhaps it's something that we don't even have, or perhaps it's a, it's a product um, that we don't have readily available. Right. But at least they have the information and they have the sources to come to guys like Jim, guys like Milos, um, you know, and others and, and, and people of influence like yourselves who can pick up, you know, kind of the the mic, if you will, and say, hey, because that's what I did. You know, I knew nothing when it came to sports nutrition in terms of supplementation, but I, I picked up from Jim. I picked up from the, 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 the information of the people around me at the time 
try and build this brand with Jim to give people an offering? Because you mentioned that you took BCAs from your last company, nothing against them, but they didn't have, you know, other cofactors, other ingredients. And you kind of need that. You know, there, it's, it's no different than if you take just, if you're taking creatine monohydrate by itself, Milos, I mean, you, you, you tell, you, you have to have a carrier, right? That's another thing I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so see, when creatine came about, and, and I'm, <laughs> I don't even mention this back in the, in the day, uh, I was supplying um, Bill Phillips, which is the uh, owner of EAS and uh, the guy that started with creatine, right? I was uh, providing him with a lot of information, and among other things, I gave him some product that uh, from Europe that has an ATP. And he was like, "What is this?" And I said, "I don't know. I didn't try phosphate." And you know, whoever uh, he was asking, "Do you have this uh, in an oral form?" I said, "No, it was only injectable form back in the day." I said, "Do you have oral?" And I told him exactly, whoever gets the oral. Uh, version of it is going to make billions. Next thing you know, he researched it and uh, came with a creatine monohydrate, right, to replenish your uh, ADP into the ATP. But as uh, uh, he mentioned, carrier in the presence of insulin, right, carbs, it's uh, uh, inserted much, dramatically much better. So it came with that phosphagen, uh, there was creatine and uh, glucose. So, and this is, I never, never tell you that, uh, uh, Mike, as well. <coughs> this is, a, again, real-life situation. So you find out creatine is very potent, beautiful, enhanced strength and performance, uh, good. And with insulin and carbs, it's carried much uh, more effective, okay? Oh, insulin and carbs do something. I was at the Nottingham uh, University talk, talking to Professor Greenhoff, Paul Greenhoff, when he was telling me, oh, I'm the first one to uh, prove accumulation of L-carnitine in, in cells, okay, with uh, his study, and I said, okay, you, you, you drove it with the carbs and insulin. And then he goes, oh, you read my study? I said, is this published? He says, no. So how can I read your study? It's a common sense. Glucose, what I told you to take dexos during a training, right? Because it triggered that uh, insulin release and pathway that now you're storing everything. That's why creatine is much more effective and stored dramatically much more with the glucose than without it. Same thing with amino acids. Same thing with every other supplement that you're going to take. You are <coughs> higher fat than carbs guy, right? And many people in the industry in nowadays... They're following a low-carb, higher-fat diet because carbs are enemy. Carbs makes you fat, right? So it's much easier. Well, my situation with that is definitely not the case. I, I'm, mm. If I'm working with a client, like, I'm not doing that. I personally just enjoy fats. fats. And mm. I'm not saying that my carbs are low. They, they're uh. both high. <laughs> so so okay. I, I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, if someone told me, uh, I'm gonna give you some rice. Or I'm gonna give you some peanut butter. I'm picking peanut butter 100. percent That's yeah. all. That's all I was saying as okay. far as. All right, well, this is good. It's good. But what do you do with your clients and majority of your clients when they want to get in shape? I follow this for the last 30 years. Stay away from carbs. Stay away from carbs. Uh, all the diets are usually super low carbs. 
ketogenic diet. Or, no, you no, know. yeah, I don't, I don't do that with my yes. clients. No, no? I, have a, I have a much better understanding of we overall nutrition. You're giving them carbs, supplements, which, which is general. good. <laughs> but I have, I, I, I train hundreds of people, right? And I know when they come to me, oh, you know, I can't touch the carbs. A lot of people say that, yeah, yeah, misinformation, carbohydrates, right? is a muscular energy and you're going to be in a, in a gym train your muscles with no energy I, I mentioned that example you can't put the milk in a gas tank and drive the car you can't put the oranges you need the gasoline right muscle needs glucose no way uh, around it right the only way around it is okay now you have some glycogen stored okay or amino acids can be converted why would you make your body convert or take from energy reserve from a savings bank savings right? right why would you when you can provide it so uh, nutrient timing is where it's at first you know your requirement and then time it so supplemental timing okay that, that's what you didn't have right yeah, maybe I, supplements have been something that mm -hmm. i'm relatively new to in general mm -hmm. i never use supplements besides like protein mm -hmm. um until my previous uh, brand I was with, mm. and that was the first time I ever experienced it, and that was like like two years ago. And then um, ever since then, it's just been kind of still not really fully understanding exactly all the other things besides protein and creatine. Okay, so this is why we're having example, you know, perfect high-level trainer, an athlete, I accomplished great results already without even utilizing one of these strengths that you could. Right. So... Does it make sense? Besides nutrient timing, your meals, it, uh, we talk about it. You had a high protein intake, so you have a amino acid circulating in your bloodstream throughout the day because you had your five, six meals and a higher protein, okay? So you have uh, enough protein there. Now, either carbohydrates or fat to get your energy demand. You are relying on fats, no problem. When you don't have a muscular work, you can get away with the fats. When you have a muscular work, you need like a gasoline for a car. Right now you need a glucose. Right. Don't rely on, oh, my energy reserve or I'm going to have a amino acids converted. Give body what body needs. And at that time, it needs glucose. But like I said, glucose is not just for energy. It is for, Mike just said, oh, now I release the insulin. And insulin is going to be released within like 15 minutes, but peak within, no, three minutes, sorry, and the peak within 45 minutes, and then it's going to get out like two hours. You know, that's postprandial, it goes down. But this window is a window of opportunity that everything right now that is in the blood, that insulin is released from pancreas due to your carbohydrate intake, is going to shove everything that is there. Everything that you want to store, all the supplements we talk about, all the ingredients, you want to put in this window and it's just going to be dumped in the exact same place that you just trained right. right in that muscle so it's a huge advantage and uh, i don't understand anybody that would come and train and push to this level but miss out on that opportunity like you're flying to australia with no passengers really it, it is what it is you made a trip you touch the ground okay what did you do? You send empty plane. You're sending empty blood to the muscle. You, it's just circulating, it's nothing there, okay? You have opportunity to insert it, but you miss out. That's why <coughs> I, I want 
this maybe to be educational for you and for other people. And you can put the questions, you know, at the, at the YouTube channel, right, and, and, and challenge me. But please, you're going to expose yourself to the crazy workout and all this muscle contraction, stimulation of the muscle, okay? Blood is going to go through it. Hyperemia, increased blood flow to the muscle due to the exercise, it's known fact. Everybody knows, right? It, it can go to 70%, right? We talk about it. 70% of your blood right now is going to go to your back muscles today, okay? And all these contractions are opening cells and say, please come in. So here it is. That's the difference. When you finish this kind of workout nourished or you finish this kind of workout without nourishment, it's never the same result. Here you anabolize, here you catabolize. It's a night and day difference. So I really hope you're gonna at least research more what should you take during a training. I really hope because uh, at your level, any kind of additional increases in, uh, in muscle fullness and hypertrophy and glycogen capacity is gonna make you super competitive. No, I agree. I, well, go ahead. Yeah, because I had a question. So when when you started, because I'm just kind of curious. So what are some of the things that, you know, aside from the training, the eating, that you would be like, because I'm always trying to get to the people who are just like, who are serious about training and who just want to do it for whatever reason. But again, it's about getting the best result. Like what are, so you said protein and BCAs pretty much is, 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 is what you were taking? Oh, no, uh, protein and creatine. Protein creatine. Yeah, those are the two, and, and the reason I chose those is because they're the most researched. Right. Um, so I felt the most confident in um, that decision from also from a budgeting standpoint too, because right. I, I just didn't feel like I needed to spend money on supplements. I wasn't sure if it was doing anything for me. Right. So um, and I, I I've, until more recently that budget was huge. Like I just couldn't be just spending money right. on some supplements and not even sure if it was doing right. anything. So I always like okay. Because uh, I, I went to school, like I understand the, the concept of research and like trying to use things that are actually make sense for you, right. um, that you can actually prove. So I was like, all right, well, I know protein. The tried actually, and true. Yeah, tried and true. Like right. I understand that. Like, I, that's how we always did things. And so I was like, okay, let me just stick with those two. And um, for me, like that, that seemed to be enough. That that that, that works. Yeah, right? it, it worked for me. And Great. then um, as far as um, kind of like the overall daily nutrition, you know, calorie deficit, calorie surplus, and understanding where your macro should be from a certain standpoint, where your goals are. That's what I focused in on the most. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of felt like supplements were just like icing on the cake, I would say. Right. It was like, well, I'm, I'm cool. Like, and if someone asked me about it, I'd be like, if you have the budget, you know, right. then here you go. But Great. like, really, this is going to be the foundation of it. Um, and then that's where the supplements can come in to, what are you talking about? To maximize everything. And I liked what he said about you know, going, if, if my professor would have bring that question up again or that situation up again about not needing to Gatorade after only needing it after 30 minutes, he's like, well, he's like, well, what happens if you do take it? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I never really thought about it like that. It was more so just like, I don't need it. I'll be all right. But then, yeah, you're not maximizing it essentially if you can. So, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's interesting because I think that's look, that that's the position I always put myself in when it comes to this brand and some of the things that we do. And Jim and I talk about it quite well is that I think one of the advantages is that I am that consumer and I always try and make myself uh, in the mindset of learning, um, learning 
more and then also considering the factors that you just mentioned, which is um, the tried and true, the things that people are definitely not going to object to. I know I need to take protein. I know I need to take creatine. Okay, great. But I also have a budget to work with too, right? And, and many people, especially nowadays, uh, have to look at those economic factors of how much they're putting you know, into their resources of things like supplementation. Um, it's not a necessity, essentially, uh, for the mainstream, as I would like it to be. But to Milos's point, if you're going to be putting in that work, and if you're going to be putting in that time, um, you know, to his to his word, maximize it with what you can get the most out of it if you're going to put in that work. And one of the things that I've always tried to do is make the connections to consumers. And you're a trainer, okay? So I've used this analogy quite a bit when I've gone into GNCs. And I think that there's just a lot of information, misinformation out there from brands because they have the marketing capacity to try and, you know, market their products. So they're going to make this BCA product and they're going to put a bunch of money into it, put into the marketplace. And if there isn't that, that centralized, you know, kind of like checks and balances of information, that's when I think people can kind of get confused. And that's what has been lost in the last, uh, at least decade, um, is that, a place where people know that I can go and the information has been curated, it's been verified, and that's, you know, it's not like it's undisputed. It's just a very good resource to get accurate information. And because that has been lost, where now people are following influencers, they're following um, other people of opinions, much of that information has been lost. And so they go back to the tried and true right. because they know that that's the only foundation at which they feel comfortable with saying, you know what? If for my money, I'm just going to go back to the basics. And what I'm always trying to advocate for is that there's more to it than that. It's no different than writing a workout program. And so I walk into many GNCs and I say this. I always walk up to the counter and say, and they don't know who I am. Not that I am anybody, but I'm just saying they don't know that like you know, I have a brand on the wall. And, um, and I say, hey, you know, what, what, what's your most popular pre-workout, for example? And so, you know, naturally they, they grab something, you know, not necessarily ours. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. So what are my goals with that? You know, should be, should I get like strength, energy and endurance? And like, yeah, of course, you know, I'm like, okay, so, um, what should be in that pre-workout that's going to enhance strength, energy and endurance. And their first go-to is always, well, it's got caffeine. And I'm like, yeah, but caffeine that, that doesn't, that doesn't justify strength, energy and endurance. And so when I finally let them know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm Mike, you know, I'm, you know, co-founder of Jim. Oh my gosh. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, I'm sure you guys get a lot of people coming in here for those same reasons. Want strength, energy, and endurance out of a pre-workout. That's why we take something to help with the enhancement of our workout. We want to get stronger. We want to go longer. And, you know, we want to have energy and we want to feel good when we train. That's why we train. We want to feel and look good. And I say, so you guys work out? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you the same question, right? Give me five chest exercises. Five. Just any five? Yeah, any five. Um, incline chest press, um, cable fly, um, dips depending on the angle. Um, let's see, flat chest press. Grip chest press. There you go. Okay. Those five. 
right? Give me a basic set and rep scheme for that, that you would, you know, you get your exercises. Now let's put some sets and reps on them. Give me just a basic overall. Uh, just like I would do? or just Yeah, anything? yeah, yeah, just anything, right? Probably like four sets, anywhere from eight to 12 reps. Cool. Put that on paper. Got those five chest exercises. Got that four sets of eight to 12 for each one of them. Give it to a thousand people. They're probably going to get a fairly decent chest workout based on the intensity and the, you know, the time under tension and the weight, right? But from the standpoint of marketing, you could probably sell that workout program for the chest and walk away and feel like you did somebody a service because they wanted a chest workout. You gave them the exercises. You gave them the sets of reps. It's from you, right? Somebody who's qualified to prescribe that workout for them. You're going to feel pretty darn good about that, right? And then they get a good chest workout. Thousand people took it. Great. You're not going to get too many complaints. What are five ingredients that should be in a pre-workout? I don't know. That's the thing. No, and I'm not to try and put you on the spot. 99.9% of the people who I've asked that same question to, same thing. I, I, I don't know. And so usually it's, you know, a rep or an associate at some place or establishment that is supposed to be able to answer that question because they're selling this shit on the wall, right? And I say, guys, that's the problem in the supplement industry is that the standardization of these categories when it comes to things like pre-workouts, intra-workouts, many people just go back to the tried and true. I want a good chest workout. I'm just going to go in there. And we've seen these guys at the gym. You've seen it. They go in there and they just do six sets of bench press and that's all they do and they walk out, right? Is that guy going to get any results for his hour that he spent just doing bench and that's all he did? Probably not, unless he's doing a competition. But the point is, is that there is a system, there is a, a particular formula, if you will, based on the tried and true, as well as other things that many people just don't necessarily know as being so popular. Things like beta alanine. So when you're looking for a pre-workout, we always just say there's many ingredients in our pre-workout, the, the original formula pre-gem, as well as the one with the, the new formula for, for pre-X. And we always say, I, I think from a marketing standpoint, if at least five ingredients could be used as a standard in pre-workouts, it would change the industry. And at that time, pre-workouts were nothing more than stimulants, nootropics, Milos remembers it. It was a race to the bottom, the smallest scoop that was ultra concentrated. They were drugs. They were just things that, that didn't do the things that you wanted to enhance strength, energy, and endurance. So we actually standardized what should be in a pre-workout based on just five critical ingredients that if you just had these, you would feel just about as good as writing that. Now, is that the best workout program you've ever written for chess? Probably not, right? There's probably other things that you could do. You could probably change some of the dynamics up, like what Milos has done with his workouts, right, to, to, to maximize their efficiency. But I think the basics that you can cover to somebody, the majority of people are going to get the advantages. So what we tried to do with ours was standardize the pre-workout category with our first product, which was our pre-gym. And that was to make sure that you had creatine, okay? You had the BCAAs. You had the citrulline. You had the beta alanine. You had the betaine. Most people can remember five. If most pre-workouts had just those five, but then also had certain doses, the amount, because you could write those five exercises down and have one set of one rep, it wouldn't do anything. It's not enough. So exercises, sets and reps matter. 
nutrients in actual doses of those nutrients matter when you want strength, energy, endurance. And so those are things that I'm hoping to try and help give you analogies, give you the information of how I've interpreted it from guys like Milosh and Jim. So you can go tell your, your consumers the same thing with like the protein stuff, right? About how we don't use, you know, certain types of protein because people have digestion problems and they don't even know it. So what they think is like, Oh, I just can't take protein because it messes up my stomach. It's like, no, it's the type of protein you're taking, you know, or Hey, this pre-workout, I don't want to be, you know, I, I have a crash after I take a pre-workout. I can't take it. Cause it just, it just jacks me up. That's not a pre-workout. That's not what it should be. A pre-workout an intra-workout, you know, these are nutrients. These are things that are helping you during the hour, hour and a half that you're spending in the gym maximize the efficiency. So don't go waste your money on a $40 pre-workout that's just going to like dry scoop and give you just a buzz because that is wasting your money. So if you are going to budget, budget with things in which are affordable, have the tried and true that you can, you know, kind of lean into, but also have other cofactors, other things that are added onto it that do help and enhance your progression towards achieving the results that you want. So you know, that's my whole goal is that's why I love having you here and having these conversations. It's not to sit there and highlight like, oh, well, I didn't know this. I didn't know that because I'm still learning. and I've been doing this for 20 years, you know, and there's things like I said, just a couple months ago, Milos comes and he goes, Mike, start taking the carbs during your workout because timing is everything to change everything, change everything for me. And this is after 20 years of doing it. Where you were uh, leading with the <laughs> five sets, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know, but that's a good yeah, example. I was, I was like, well, yeah, I did, I did, I didn't get it, <laughs> but but it, it's perfect uh, analogy. So you are perfect uh, uh, example for us. Athlete training for years is just not taking the supplements because it's not needed by the science or maybe by his experience. But here uh, again, you want to maximize it. You want to increase your energy strength, uh, endurance, okay? Now, what elements will increase your performance that way? Okay, so he just told you, you know, creatine, BCAAs, uh, betaline, citrulline, betaine, okay? Now, some formulas, literally, is going to list all of them. One nanogram, yeah. one microgram, one, you know, and this is, this is the game that they play. Okay, because people don't know what is the amount that you needed. Same thing like uh, when we talk about protein, uh, or you said the, the caloric requirement, you, you did uh, how many grams, macros, right? Percentage of this, this, and that. So this is already kind of accepted, okay? But supplements, people have no clue. Should I take picogram, nanogram, microgram, milligram? You know, this is where they're playing the games. The only, and then, the only one that I would know is just like oh, mm. five grams of creatine. That's if it's monohydrate. Mm -hmm. So like, so even, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, he's like, I've been training people for a long time and people always ask about supplements, but yeah, I've always stuck true to, or stayed true to the just protein and creatine because that's what I felt the most telling people about because I don't ever want to be a source of someone where like they look to me like, oh, you know, you know what he's talking about. I'm like, yo, like, this is what I do. This is what I, I understand the research with. And so you yeah. felt it. And I felt it. Yeah, I mean, with, with of course, with a protein supplement, it actually has caloric value. So you're going to be like, yeah. you're going to make sure you're getting more calories in if you're, if you're trying to get your protein in. Um, and yeah, with creatine, I honestly don't necessarily know if I felt it. Um, mm. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel anything really when I've taken creatine. And I know it takes time to load it um, over a certain, you know, month or so. And if you start to take five grams, but yeah, I've just never but really think, Okay, good, good, good. This is, uh, you know, real life experience. So you took a creatine and you didn't really felt it. No difference Not from... Not necessarily, no. I can't, no? I can't like, okay. like, oh, I How much did creatine. you take? How much did you take? Um, just five grams? I first started taking it, I did the loading. So I think that might have been like maybe 10 grams. And right. then after a month or so, I just started taking five grams consistently every day. And you felt a zero difference. I mean, you could go 20 uh, grams. This was standardized 30 years ago, 20. For me, you see, I'm a uh, I'm different breed. Science is science, okay, but if I read the science and accept the science, I'm a follower, not leader. Okay, what's going to happen with the 30 grams? Or 40 or 50, right? You know, th this is how I came. Like your professor told you, you don't need a Gatorade. You have enough carbs from a glycogen storage. You don't need it. Oh, professor, if I take this extra Gatorade and I have all this glucose now, electrolytes, minerals, right? I'm going to trigger insulin release. Oh, I'm going to shove everything that is a muscle additionally that I'm missing out if I don't have it. Now we're going to take a creatine, right? But I'm just going to take because I'm told you should only t take this much, five grams. I would always to experiment something and see if there is benefits. <laughs> this is first time on air. I would say I would always double the dosage that's recommended. Because <laughs> if I want to see if something is working, I always double it. This was my rule of thumb. At the Weider meeting, I don't know if I told you this, uh, and I think that Jim Stepani was there as well, in South Lake City, there was 20 athletes. And at that time, we talk about creatine and should creatine be uh, used for bodybuilders before the contest. And there was, oh, no, it's going to make, uh, you know, water retention. And I say, hold on a second. Creatine replenishes intracellular, adenosine triphosphate, cellular energy. If it hydrates, it hydrates intracellularly. That's what we want. And to prove it, I used it. And uh, I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram, I post my journals uh, week before the show and I was creating loading with 60 grams <laughs> each and every day I was full as a house and at the time when you're supposed to be you know tired and not energetic I was fully loaded training twice a day and there was no problem so creatine I mean this is interesting now you are a real life uh, example and you see you use it you're not sure if it worked creatine you know, is usually felt with anybody that is drug-free and never had any other uh, supplementation, you should feel it. If you use 10 grams, probably it was not enough, I don't know. Uh, first time that I've seen a supplement formulation that made sense was Jim Stepani's uh, pre, okay? Because he didn't just put something in it, he put the dosage that would make a difference. So, as he said, you can sprinkle something or you can spit in the ocean. <laughs> it's not going to do nothing. So for you, now, my answer to that, if you use creatine and you really didn't felt nothing, you probably either didn't use a high-quality creatine, you know, maybe there's nothing, or you didn't do it enough. So this is where we came into the picture, right? It's don't... Uh, wash the eyes with the soap to your, your consumers and just list something. Explain 
okay, you need to use this, why? And this is how much you need to use it. <laughs> so that, that's the kind of idea. Mm? So based on that too, because you said that uh, earlier we talked about taking creatine with the cofactor, right? So usually, you know, creatine needs something else. Besides, if you just take monohydrate by itself, it's, there's nothing carrying it into the actual muscle cell. Yeah, when I was taking it, I started taking creatine in college when I really right. didn't have much experience with sport. Actually, I think I, I, I remember having a conversation with my professor, the one I told you about the Gatorade situation. Right. I remember asking him about creatine because um, he, he was he's definitely into, like, you know, overall fitness and yeah. supplement stuff. I remember asking him, like, about the loading and why you need to load, and he explained it to me, and it made sense. But I, I can't recall because it was a while ago now, but yeah. I remember him saying, like, there is a certain amount of creatine that it wouldn't matter if you had more creatine because it would like cap off essentially. Um, right. So I don't know because I'm, I'm not familiar with that science yeah. uh, and that breakdown. But if, well, you, you know, if you guys know that. Yeah, I mean, so so from, from our standpoint, and this is where getting back into what Milos was talking about with gym and dosing, you know, there's, there's principles of um, rules essentially when you write a workout program. Right. And I, I, and I love correlating workout program design and uh, to formulation because I think many of the things are, are parallel with both. You know, you got your exercises, good. Got to pick them. You got your nutrients for supplementation. Got to pick them. Right. You got your, yeah, you got your sets and reps. You got your doses, right? And so Jim and I, years ago, we talked about coming up with standards like, uh, Weeder, Joe Weeder had 39 principles, right? Yeah, all right. I thought it was 17. Was it, yeah, I think it was 39 principles. And so in there, he talked about, you know, just what I talked about, you know, sets, rep, you know, things that are now standardized to any trainer who writes a workout program. The Weeder principles have been used for decades in determining how people actually train, right? Compound movements, you know, single joint movements, uh, multi-joint movements, things that any trainer like yourself or anybody else, um, and depending on their level of education like you, you could probably write a hell of a damn good workout program. Um, but when it comes to supplementation, as I said, standards didn't really apply. So we actually came up with five, and this was the five pillars of supplementation. You take any formula, any category, protein, multivitamin, pre-workouts, intra-workouts, and you have to have standards in which I think a company can follow. The first pillar would be ingredients what ingredients are you going to use okay are you going to use creatine are you gonna, to make a good pre something you should take pre-workouts talk about that what ingredients are you going to use you're going to use creatine you're going to use beta alanine you're going to use betaine okay great what is the form of those ingredients what type of like bench press okay you're going to do bench press you're going to do incline decline you know like what are you going to do like what 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 type of bench press are you going to do what type of creatine you can use? You can use creatine monohydrate. You can use creatine hydrochloride. You can use uh, crealkaline. You know, there's different types of creatine that you know are out there. So, what, what what is the most effective one that you stand behind? And monohydrate truly has the most research done on it. We happen to use creatine hydrochloride because on the pH scale, it's more acidic, and so it dissolves better into solution. Right. So essentially, you don't have to take as much to your point about loading and all that stuff. That's why we use it. 
So you have your ingredient, you have your form, the type of ingredient. Now you have your dose. How much of that ingredient, right? You got incline bench press. What's your, okay, you got your form of the type of bench press you're using now. How much? You can do three sets of 10. Okay, great, right? So now you have your dose. What is your dose of those ingredients? And then you also have to factor in what is the synergy? If you take creatine monohydrate by itself and that's the only thing that you take, you need a cofactor. You need something like fast digesting carbs. You need dextrose for it to get into the muscle cell. If you take monohydrate by itself and that's all you take, essentially it's not as effective as that's why if you look at back in the day, muscle tech, there were cell tech that built that damn brand. It was monohydrate and dextrose. That was it. That's all it was. It was monohydrate with a fast digesting carb. And it was a, one of the most effective products out there that kind of overtook EAS with the phosphagen um, because of just the marketing stuff, but it actually did work. The fifth pillar is timing. When are you gonna take that product? And as Milos talked about, supplement timing, the window of supplementation, the most likely time you're gonna take it and probably the most effective time is in and around workouts. So that's why we've standardized you know, our own five pillars of supplementation, ingredients, the form, the dose, the synergy, how those ingredients play with others on the plane, right? right? Can't have ones that fight with one another, <laughs> right? And then the timing, when's the most effective time to take it? So that's where I think we always talk about like the products having the application of those founding principles so that you know that what you're taking is safe, reliable, and effective. Um, I yield back to kind of close it out for me. (laughs) That's good. I mean, uh, uh, just to conclude, I I think it's probably maybe overwhelming for you because you're not supplement user. And uh, he explained now every aspect from how the company look at it, all the five pillars, five ingredients and all this. You you didn't have it. So far, you didn't really put the really honest thought to it. But there is. Now uh, I would like you to do the research. I would like the uh, audience to do the research. You're going to say, we are just marketing our products. We are just selling them. No, I could care less. Uh, I would stand behind everything that I said, right? Uh, you want to maximize? How can you tell me possibly that you would do better today if you had zero empty blood, go through the... <laughs> <laughs> through the, all the muscle fibers that you just stimulated, okay, no nutritional support, no performance enhancement, nothing. Or if you have everything maximized. Okay, so you never tried it before, so I would like you to challenge yourself and next two weeks or a month religiously take pre-intra, right? Don't change any other aspect of your training, nutrition, or whatever else. You, you keep your diet, now just bring supplementation in that window and see what happens. So, so far, you say you took creatine and you can't really tell if it worked. And it's good. I mean, uh, if you're telling me this and maybe a thousand other people are going to say, oh, we are not sure if it, it works. Okay. So maybe it's worthless. Or maybe you didn't take enough. Or maybe you didn't have a cofactor that uh, could push it in. But now it's not just about creatine, about everything else that is a citrulline, betalanine, BCAs or EAAs, right? The betaine. Now you're maximizing, okay? And I think that when you step in a gym and know that I have all these nutrients, right now there's gonna be 
nailed it to my muscle fibers. Oh, it's going to create a hypertrophy, volumization, performance. You're going to have energy. You're going to have strength. You're going to have endurance. You're going to accomplish more in the workouts. What you did today, I take my hat off to you. It's genetic freak and crazy mindset. Yeah. Okay, good. But listen, I don't want you to be satisfied with this. You're already disadvantaged for me, knowing that, okay, you don't take any supplements already. Oh, every workout, instead of having this results, you're having this. Day in, day out, week, month, year, right? So my just message, maybe you never see me again, or maybe you see me every day or whatever. And uh, <laughs> But I would tell you, we'll maxi <laughs> yeah, maximize it, you know, really. Uh, and don't accept that you're fooling yourself. You say many people fool themselves and they don't ask the questions they should be asking. If you're already investing one hour, hour and a half of you know, punishing yourself in a crazy workout, why don't you reap the most benefits from it? Right. You know, th this is how it is. For me, I don't like to have anything wasted. For me, a uh, workout like this right now, without supplementation, it's a kind of waste. You know, we did perfect workout. I wish we had a perfect nutrition. Okay, so today you experimented a little bit. We didn't have a full dosage. Right for you, but uh, because you are kind of virgin, <laughs> you never really step into these waters. So you started a little bit. You you just started with BCAAs. Okay, BCAAs is just one of those five components that you needed. Now you expand on it. And uh, anybody that is looking, again, ask yourself, why do you train so intensely if you're not going to back it up with all the nutrients that you want to put in that muscle that you just trained? I mean, because I say the same thing too, like to my clients, mm -hmm. but normally just based off broad nutrition, mm -hmm. they might not be eating enough calories. So it's just like going to that next level. Like for me, if I was like, okay, well, I do all the right, I get my sleep, I get my, my protein, I get my overall macros where they need to be, but I haven't gone that extra step with the supplementation. And now like I'm in the position to be able to do that. So like you said, why wouldn't I do that? Well, you, you the, the last thing I'll leave you with is because, you know, I, I train hundreds of people back in my day before this and you probably do you ever deal with the tra the the client and Milos I know I don't have to go to Milos on this the client where all of a sudden they just hit that wall and they get the pail and then oh, it happens all the time right and what do you usually tell them to do I'm like hey man you gotta grab a Gatorade <laughs> something, right 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 so from from the from the visual standpoint of real life as a trainer and, and this was it made the most sense because Jim and I had this exact conversation many years ago he told me this he goes, you've trained before me. I goes, you ever have a client that just, you know, that you can see they get clammy and they goes, what usually happens? They're getting lightheaded. He goes, and what do you usually do? I'm like, I get some, like, some type of, like, again, a fast digesting carb or sugar or something. Like, they're, they're depleted. He goes, yeah, basically look at that of what your muscles are doing internally when you don't supply them with nutrients. At some point, that's what your muscles do is if you don't have the proper nutrients. And I'm like, damn, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so, you know, the goal is not to try and convince everyone that, that every single person, you know, in the world must take supplements or else they're going to be limiting the results. Some people just don't want to do it. They don't have the wallet for it. That's cool. I just want to make sure at least they have the information to consider the option to do it. That's the biggest thing. That's it. I mean, some people don't care about information, but I do. 
So like right. that's why I've always been hesitant in the past. Is like I'm like, well, I'm just like back to the tried and true. That's what I know. Well, and that that's why, like I mentioned earlier, everyone who comes in here and works out, you know, most of them I know, some I don't because they're you know friends of some other person. It's like six degrees of separation, and they kind of look around. They start like, what, what is all this? You know, I don't push anything. The moment I promise you this, the moment people start like, can I try that pre workout? Yeah, they go, oh my god. Yeah, like, how, how did I not know? And I'm like, because the marketplace has removed the information from you, you know, or there's no there's no centralized place to go. And so from a brand standpoint, that's why having Milos here, Jim here, and I want to get other people a part of this brand and this organization, because what I think the industry is missing is what, you know, um, the man who I respect, who I showed you, Joe Weider, in Milos, Myself, Jim, Vince, our chief brand officer, spent time with this man. And if this this guy, the respect that we have here for him and the people involved, because without him, this whole entire supplement and exercise and fitness industry would not exist. Joe Weider pioneered the entire industry that we're all a part of. And without him, we wouldn't be here. Nothing would be here in terms of what we have today. And so my goal from the standpoint of a brand is not only do we want to provide supplements and, and products and resources um, for people to you know get results, but also be a source of information that's trustworthy. That's not all about what Milo said, just convincing people they have to take supplements so that we sell and market more products. Because I promise you this, like I've have letters from people who've written in saying like what we've done has saved their life. Um, because of, you know, them putting in the work. Now, we, we just gave them the, the tools to do it, but because they put in the work and bought into something because of our challenges and things like that, and you've probably experienced the same thing in your line of work. I know he damn well has, and that's what we're selling. We're selling the fact of giving people the opportunity to have a better life and a more fulfilled right. life and maximize it to Milos' standpoint. It's like you can't sit there and just like, why, why would you want to waste your time not giving yourself the best result in every aspect of your life? Right? That's real. That's, that's a true question. I mean, it's a true, true question to everybody who's listening and to you right now. I mean, uh, uh, you understand the difference from doing it, doing it right, doing it uh, maximally. Okay, so what are you going to choose? So far, yeah. I don't have a reason to use it because you feel good, you look good, you know. So the only thing that you were spreading to your clients, okay, don't be deficient with the macros, don't be deficient with the nutrients, right? You know, so you can benefit from your workouts. So now, today, you probably learned a couple of other things. Workouts can be at a higher level. I expose you to the super high level, right? And you survived. And okay, you are athlete. And may, maybe some of your, your your clients can handle this, but hey. I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you push them to the high level, okay? Then uh, nutrition, good. I hope that you uh, uh, mastered your, your macro intake and, you know, this basic metabolic rate plus energy expenditure through the you know, thermic effect of feeding and exercise. So you account all the requirement for the, for the nutritional. Okay, good. How about supplementation? So far, you didn't really dig deep into the supplement science. You just took, a, you know, something from the surface. Now we are here to tell you it's not about trying to convince you. 
We just try to educate you. I put it here. If you want to take it, it's there available, right? right? So if you're gonna take it, I guarantee you, you're gonna feel a huge difference. No, and that's I, I really appreciate the <laughs> education on it because that, that's the thing is, once I feel like I'm comfortable and confident like in that science or education behind mm -hmm. it, then I'm like, well, yeah, why would I not do this? So I'm not, it's never been a thing of me being like hard headed or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was just, I just didn't understand it. And I also felt I didn't have the urge or need to try to understand it. Um, I was just like, oh, I'm, this is cool. Yeah, yeah like, I'm cool. Like, so no, I appreciate all the. All oh, the yeah. And, and, and honestly, Stefan, like, that's the whole thing. That's why when, you know, the guys were like, you know, you're now a part of this brand and everything. I mean, I, I, I looked at you. I kind of did a little bit of D&D. And I think, like, somebody like you is a very inspirational, you know, type of a personality for other people. And other people, you got a great following. You have, you know, great rapport, I think, with your clientele and the people who you kind of have. If nothing else is to kind of give them the information you can feel good about. Yeah, that's, and I would I need that. Right, because <laughs> that's how I felt. Yeah. I'm no joke. Like, you know, I'm, you know, 12 years your senior, 13 years your senior here. Um, and so my, you, you're just, but you're just that generation behind me. And my whole goal was to try and establish something to where I could give people who were looking for information the same way that I was able to, or that the, the same, the same, I was looking for information. I knew other people were probably like me. Right. And so I just wanted to create something that gave people like myself access to it. We're in a different world now. Now we have, you know, folks like yourself and others who are the beacons of other sources of information people are going towards. You know, you are now the source. Jim has been the source. Milos has been the source. Um, it's kind of been fragmented of where, where do people go to find it. They, they, they find you, they find Milos. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So my goal is to make sure that there's enough people of influence and expertise. Like, there's nobody like Milos. Nobody like Milos. Nobody like Jim. And I want this brand to, to have those type of alliances with people. There's nobody like you, you know? And so I want to make sure that when people say like, gosh, this brand is just made up of a bunch of, you know, the best of the best, and they all understand what they're talking about. They're all educated in the sense that they can answer questions based on what the average consumer is probably going to ask and feel confident in giving them information. It doesn't always have to be our products. We want to service them with our products, of course. But I can't tell you how many times people are like, hey, what do you think about this formula? And of course, it's been a predecessor of, you know, pre-gym. People look at our, we really broke them all. People looked at pre-gym, they're like, how can we do that? Now, the nice thing about it is the industry is actually better served because there's better options out there. It's more competition for us, but that's the reason why I want Milos here, I want you here, I want Jim here, because now we can say, well, we have the best of the best in every aspect, from the people who people can, you know, navigate towards and ask questions, get information, products that they have and i think a lot of people when they start really digging in i want you to dig into us i want you to really go and say like what is this brand about right. you know and i'll be honest with you there have been a few scars too we've been sued a lot there's been a lot of bad information out there. you know i can get into it later but you know we we really came into the marketplace and pivoted things that were kind of doing this and we did it because we just exposed hey look at your label and look for these things if you're, if that brand, like I said about the multivitamin, if you look at a multivitamin and it has certain ingredients in there, it's probably not a good thing because those fight on the airplane going to Australia, 
they you know everybody gets kicked off right so um but look i i appreciate your time milos i just you know how much i adore you um so i'm gonna leave it to milos to close this out but i just want to say thank you for your time i'm super excited to have you a part of our organization um i'm looking forward to a lot more things you're local so i want you to feel like this is your second place you can come here anytime that you want any hours of the day do whatever if you ever want to shoot stuff here for content this is your place to do it in um as i told him it's it's uh it it should be your home away from home and very happy to have you here so thank you of course milos well first i had the pleasure of meeting you and uh torturing you for uh, <laughs> some time but uh, again as much as i say this everything i made you do i did it myself right you know so the idea here is to uh, raise the bar and get you to another level you're super talent now that experience you're super strong you know uh, you have uh, that endurance so your your capacity physical capacities are at the top already that mindset now right i want to open mind for education from an aspect of nutritional supplementation uh, supplementation and performance what can really you know bring this nutritional supplementation and hypertrophy this is uh, something that you work so how can you utilize this now new information a new product to really maximize for you and for your or your your clients right. you did hell of a workout uh, i really want to commend you that uh, whoever you know please you're going to be on the gym uh, science uh, youtube channel yeah everything you see is real first time I've, I've met stefan and this is what i decided to make him do okay and this is kind of challenge uh, we're going to have this new uh maximize with milos or Whatever or survival. survival you know survive milos gym uh, science uh, you know so this is going to be a challenge that people are going to be coming in here and let me expose them to the workout of, of the lifetime so uh, you know welcome to the team you know we are, we are very excited i would just like to you know close this uh, um, interview <laughs> with this one going. one thing that <laughs> i just want you to consider competing i want you to be honest to yourself okay would you want to have the challenge to be the first one mr olympia classic uh, competitor that you achieve this naturally and do you understand that when you already don't have a advantage from pharmaceuticals, <laughs> you can have a nutritional supplementation, all natural, highest quality of nutritional supplementation that can enhance your performance, bring the strength and endurance, and really make every workout count a little bit more than now. Right, so. right. Yeah. You guys got me looking like at the dates when the next show is. I up. hope so. <laughs> It's a deadline is the bi biggest motivator and you have it in you. So I don't know if you're going to do it. Uh, you know, just my last thought for you, for me, this is like talent diamond in the rough. Why won't you do it? You have, I was back in a day when I was coming to the United States, I was ridiculed, you know, people in my country, what are you going to do? Be on Mr. Olympia? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Why not? You know, I, I just don't understand that concept. You're going to have a lot of people, they're mediocre and they can never reach any higher goals. That's going to pull you back and say, don't even think about it. Hell yes, think about it. Anything anybody else did before, you can do it too. It's just like, are you going to do it? I qualified for Olympia 10 times. 
in the 1990s, the high, uh, hardest era was with Ronnie Coleman and Flex, Sean, you know, Dorian and stuff like Nasser. Yeah, just because I did my work. So you and all your clients and everybody, if you do your work and you're smart about it, you maximize every aspect of nutrition, training, recuperation, supplementation, you're going to reach the top. No question about it. So I hope to maybe two years from now <laughs> go to the Mr. Olympia contest and see you uh, competing there.